that. What a blessing. And uh, I'm thankful the Lord give us this time. Appreciate traveling mercy and grace and His hand of protection on us this day. Thank you for your prayers for us and uh, blessing to see you tonight. And I hope you can get what you need from the Lord tonight. And I trust the Lord will help us and speak to us and through us tonight. Now in Mark chapter 10, I don't think I'll take time to read the verses tonight, but beginning at verse 46 to the remaining part of the chapter, Mark chapter 10, we have the story of a man by the name of Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus is a blind man. The Bible says that he sits by the highway side begging. Tonight, I'd like to look at Bartimaeus if I can. And uh, of course, make the spiritual application to what happened to Bartimaeus to what happens to a sinner. How the Lord Jesus came by and caused him to see. And I do believe that is relevant tonight. I thought while Brother Hyatt was preaching, he's talking about hearing, here I'm going to preach about seeing. Talking about ears, and I'm talking to talk about eyes. So the Lord knows, I guess, what he's doing. Well, I don't guess he does know. I don't know, but he knows. And uh, I'm thankful for that tonight. And so it is true that a sinner is likened to a person that is blind. And uh, of course, when we talk about being blind... John Newton himself wrote Amazing Grace and said, uh, you know, I once was lost, now I'm found, I was blind, but now I see. And so it is true for the sinner that uh, the sinner is blind. That is, their mind is blind. Their understanding is blind. It is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul said, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So the sinners not only can't hear in their natural state, they can't see spiritually. Not physically, but they cannot see spiritually. Jesus said to Nicodemus, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And you can be raised in church, you can be raised all around religious activity, church activity, but until he opens your eyes and you have that spiritual birth, you cannot see. Amen. What you're looking at, you don't understand it. I mean, you may get a mental uh, picture of it, but you don't have the inward picture of it, R.C. So uh, just look at a few things, the Lord being our helper tonight, here at uh, Blind Bartimaeus here, and how the Lord dealt with him, and I believe that would make a spiritual application to the sinner tonight. First of all, I notice in verse 46, the Bible said, and they came to Jericho. Jesus came to where blind Bartimaeus was. He came to where he was. Bartimaeus could not get to where Christ was, but Christ came to where he was. None of us could get to God. My friend, we did not have the ability, didn't even have the desire, and certainly did not have the spiritual capacity to reach up and touch God. None of us. 
Uh, Brother Hyde said it tonight. Uh, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Brother Mitchell used to say, doesn't mean that you aimed at the target and missed it to the right or missed it to the left. Uh, It means you did not get to it. Amen. You could not reach it. Amen. Because we are sinners by nature, by practice, and by choice. Therefore, we could not get to a night where God was. He's too holy, and we're too unholy. He's too righteous, we're too unrighteous. Amen. He's too good, and we're too bad. And so therefore, in that condition we were in, we could not get good enough to approach him. Amen. Uh, that is, we cut off from him. That, that is, uh, his uh, holiness uh, would not allow us to, to approach him. No man could see God and live. Amen. The wrath of God is God's, uh, uh, the wrath of God, God's wrath, uh, is his holiness responding to our sin. Amen. And so everybody out, out from un, that's not under Christ, that's not, not in Christ, Christ's not in us. The Bible said, according to John 3.36, the wrath of God abideth on him or her. Amen. Are you listening? God's wrath, amen, abides on us. God is ready my friend, to respond to our sin and the only thing that keeps him from doing that is his mercy and his grace. Amen. Oh my. I appreciate the mercy and the grace of the Lord tonight. And so uh, uh, he came to Bartimaeus. Uh, uh, Can I say, uh, my friend, uh, he came, uh, I think, to him, uh, uh, to him individually. I think he did. Uh, I believe that salvation, when we see it like it is, uh, we see it as Christ comes for us, the individual. We understand that he didn't just come for the world. Oh, God did so love the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. But we see that he came for us. Paul said it this way. Uh, My friend, uh, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Christ liveth in me. And and then the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Do y'all believe this is true? Am I alone to make this statement tonight? If if you'd been the only sinner in the world, he'd have come for you. That's how much he loved. Amen. And so here he comes out of Bartimaeus. I want to say he came... my friend, to this place, to Jericho. He came to Jericho, and Jericho is the lowest inhabited city on the face of the earth. Jericho is over 800, I believe the exact, it's 875, I'm not for sure, but I remember reading that and I didn't pin it down. But it's over 800 feet below sea level. It is, in all the inhabited places on the earth, it is the lowest place. Do you realize Jesus came to the lowest place where Bartimaeus was? Amen. Somebody said, you don't know how low I am. Oh, but I'm telling you, Jesus came to the lowest place. He left the highest place and came to the lowest place 
that you that were in the lowest place could go to the highest place. Amen. He left heaven and came to a sin-cursed, sin-benighted world. That's him. Amen. Oh, my. Somebody said nobody's lower than me. Amen. But Christ came to the lowest of the low. Amen. I believe that, don't you? So not only did he come to the lowest place, but Jericho is a cursed place. It was Joshua that cursed Jericho. After the children of Israel took it, the walls came down flat. The Bible said he cursed Jericho. And Jericho was a cursed place. Now can you think about this? The Lord Jesus came to this cursed place. Amen. The earth, the world is cursed. Everything because of sin. God cursed the serpent. God cursed Eve. God cursed Adam. God cursed the ground. Amen. And we live in a cursed place. Can you imagine living? I mean, the beauty that we enjoy and see now after the earth, earth has been cursed and after the wrath of God came on in the days of Noah. Can you imagine what it was before the curse? Amen. Oh my. And so this is a cursed place. Jericho was a cursed place. And he came to that cursed place. But can I say this? He not only came to the cursed place, he became a curse for us. Amen. You see, it wasn't enough just to become to the cursed place. He had to become a curse for us. And with us. The Bible said he became us. Amen. Oh my. He became us. Amen. Oh, he came in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned it in the flesh. He came as my friend a curse. And uh, everything uh, that went on with him, uh, my friend, uh, uh, for as the crucifixion uh, uh, depicted the curse. Uh, that he bore for mankind. The curse of sin. Amen. Oh my. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, can I say to you, uh, uh, he was cursed because he hung on a tree. Galatians 3.13. Uh, my friend, Christ uh, was made a curse for us. Uh, for it is written, cursed is everyone uh, that hangeth uh, on a tree. Amen. Now I want to tell you, he lived... Uh, and my friend, uh, 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 he was made of a woman. Uh, that identified him with uh, the human family. Uh, uh, he was made under the law. Amen. Now, uh, uh, to redeem us that were under the law. And he's the only person that fulfilled the law. As Brother Mitchell used to say, he filled it full. Amen. Thank God. He kept it to a jot and a tittle. When, he, uh, uh, when uh, uh, we didn't see him from age 12 to age 30, 18 years, uh, uh, we didn't see him uh, until he walked down the Beth Arbor and John baptized him. Uh, uh, my friend, uh, and when he come up out of the water, the Lord said, y'all haven't been looking at him for the last 18 years, but that's my son in whom I am well pleased. That, oh, that's one, uh, my friend, uh, who has done no sin. Uh, born without it, lived without it, died without it. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, my friend, he lived, uh, my friend, a perfect life, a sinless life. Uh, he uh, did not commit a, commit a grammatical error. Uh, uh, he did not commit, uh, uh, my friend, a sin by thought, but thought of foolishness. His sin, he never thought foolishly. Uh, 
he never done anything that was wrong. And so at 33 and a half years, he stood. My friend fulfilled the law. My friend kept it to the job in the temple. My friend, the law could not point at him. My friend, it was right what Pilate said. Though Pilate was just judging him by his Roman rules and regulations, he said, I find no fault in him. But there was no fault with him. He was wholly harmless and separate from sinners. Amen. In all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Amen. Thank God he was manifested to take away our sin, and in him is no sin. Amen. If we don't have that tonight, we don't have a Savior. We don't have a hope. But that's true. That's true. Amen. But then he turned around, and I feel though he lived under that law and kept it and fulfilled it, my friend, oh my, he turned around and went back under that law, my friend, and was made a curse for us because he was hanged on the tree. Amen. And when he hung on that tree, he wore the crown of thorns. Amen. That's part of the curse. Amen. According to Genesis 3, 18, thorns and thistles shall it bring forth, that is, the ground of the earth all the days of thy life. And so he bore the curse, which was the crown of thorns. He bore the curse, my friend, of being naked on the cross. They parted his garments and cast lots. He hung utterly nude on the cross. And that's what sin had done out of Adam and Eve. The eyes of them, verse 7, Genesis 3, were opened and they knew were they naked. Amen. Oh my. And he bore the shame of our sin and the guilt of our sin. God imputed our sins to his son and then in turn nailed them to his cross. I'm telling you, he was made a curse. Amen. Thank God he came to a cursed place and he was a curse. Amen. Oh my. Can I say in Luke chapter 10, the Bible tells us of a man a certain man that went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jericho's 25, uh, Jerusalem 2,500 feet above sea level. And Jericho's 800 uh, plus feet below uh, sea level. And it's down, amen. And so a man went from Jerusalem, the city of God. I went from Jerusalem, the place where God had chosen to place his name, amen. Thank God. And we all followed that man. All of us have gone astray. All we like sheep have gone astray. And everyone's turned to his own way. And the Lord laid on Christ the iniquity of us all. 
I saw that man went from a blessed place to a cursed place, headed to Jericho. But now here's Jesus, and he's at Jericho. And Mark 10, 32 said, and they were in the way, going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus went before them. He was going from a cursed place to a blessed place. Amen. And I'll tell you why he did it. Amen. I'll take those, my friend, that were cursed with him. Oh, he became cursed that we could be blessed. Oh, bless his name. Appreciate that fact tonight, don't you? And so he came to the cursed place. So here's Bartimaeus. And Jesus has come to Jericho. And the Bible said that as Jesus passes by, my friend, that this Bartimaeus hears that it's Jesus of Nazareth because a great number of people are passing by. Amen. And he hears that it's Jesus. I don't know who told him. Uh, somebody in the crowd told him that it was Jesus that was passing by. I think today we put more emphasis on who it is that's telling Jesus is passing by than telling that Jesus is passing by. Amen. No matter what preacher it is, no matter what saint that witnessed and testified, just tell somebody, amen, that Jesus is passing by, that he's in the crowd. Amen. I mean, you know, if it ain't my favorite preacher telling the story, I don't want to hear it. If it ain't my favorite preacher preaching, I don't want to hear it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And if he's not an independent fundamental, amen, uh, devil-hating premillennial, I don't want to hear him. I mean, if he's gone off a little bit on his doctrine, I, I, you know, if he don't see it eye to eye and don't dot all of his eyes and cross all of his T's like I do, then he don't need to tell nobody about Jesus. You better let him alone and let him tell somebody about Jesus. And while you're dotting your eyes and crossing your T's, he's telling somebody about Jesus. <laughs> oh, help us, Lord. Amen. And so here, uh, here is, uh, uh, and the crowd, somebody says, and he hears that it's Jesus. And he's heard about Jesus before. He's heard about the miracles. He's heard about, how my friend, this Jesus of Nazareth. And so uh, uh, he, uh, uh, he cries out to him. Amen. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And when he made that cry, the Bible said many charged him. I thought about them singing it tonight. Amen. Oh, when they sung it, I grinned inside. I may have outside, but I grinned inside and probably did outside too. And many charged him and said, uh, uh, many charged him and said, hold your peace. Be quiet. Shut up. Amen. Refrain from speaking. But he had reached the point in his life that it was no longer between him and the crowd and Jesus or Jesus and the crowd and him. Amen. Somebody in the crowd had told him he was passing by and that's all he needed. Amen. (laughs) The rest was up between him and Jesus. Oh, for the day when you'll get, 
and you'll have to if you ever get right with God, you'll have to get past the crowd. And the crowd's always got something to say. The crowd's either saying, be quiet. And the crowd, sometimes the crowd says, cry a little louder. Sometimes the crowd says, cry a little longer. Or cry this. Or cry that. Or seek for this. Or seek for that. Forget about the crowd. Hallelujah. Oh my. (laughs) Two things he knew. He was blind and Christ could heal his blindness. When you find out you're lost and he's your savior, don't worry about what the crowd says. Amen. Don't worry about how long you got to have to say you have to pray, how loud you got to pray, if you gotta shake somebody's hand, if you gotta be baptized forward or backwards, hey man, a sprinkle or pouring. I forget about all that. If you gotta see a vision, I dream a dream, hey man, I do some kind of first word, forget the crowd. If they say hush, all you do is just go after Jesus. Amen. Just get his attention. Amen. Just say to him, I need your help. I I need you. Have mercy on me. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh my. And as you go around at different places, everybody's got their own little niche or idea or kink, amen, in salvation and how it ought to be done. And most of the time, if you don't preach that little click or key car, amen, that little, like, exactly like they see it, they won't have you, amen, oh, thank God, but like the other blind man that he healed there in John chapter 9, when he said, tell, I admit that he's a sinner, tell us that he's a sinner, he said, I don't know if he's a sinner or not, I have no idea, I just know, thank God, I was blind, thank God, and now I see, he put clay on my eyes, and now I see, that's all that matters, amen? Oh my, so here's, here's, uh, here's Bartimaeus, and so he doesn't pay attention to the crowd, they're saying, hush now, so he just cries louder. Probably do good to do opposite what the crowd says to do. Amen. Oh, but what your heart knows, what your spirit knows, what your understanding knows. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless his name. Oh, and so here he is, and he cries a little louder, and he says, Jesus, our son of David, have mercy on me. And he's, he's crying the right prayer or giving the right petition. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. First of all, he says Jesus. That appeals to Christ's kinship. For Jesus is his earthly name. Amen? Jesus is his human name or the name in his humility. And so he, when he says Jesus, he's saying, hey, <laughs> you're the one that didn't come out of the nature of angels but the seed of Abraham you're my kinsman redeemer amen oh you are kin to me you willingly became kin to me so Jesus 
My kinfolk, my kinsman redeemer, have mercy on me. Amen. Oh my. And then he appealed not, appealed not only to his kinship, but he said, Jesus, thou son of David, he appealed to his kingship. He said, you're the son of David. You're the ruler. You're the one in charge. You're the one in control. You're the one that's going to sit on the throne. You were born king. You'll die king. And one day you will sit on the throne of David and rule over the house of Israel. And not only over the house of Israel, ain't God but ever kneel bound, every tongue will confess and that you're Lord to the glory of God the Father. You're the son of David. Hallelujah. You're king. Amen. You're above all of us. Thank God. You're high and lifted up. Amen. You have mercy on me. You're the one that sets above all the rest of us. Appeal to his kingship. Kinship. Then he appealed to his kindness. Amen. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Oh, bless his name. I didn't know what Brother Hyde was going to preach, preach. And he'd been all, he was emphasizing grace. Can I emphasize mercy? <laughs> Would you agree they walk together? Yes, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. Mercy and grace. I don't know if you could have one without the other, can you? Amen. Mercy and grace. Amen. Grace, he said, was God's favor, my friend, toward man. I, I towards the unfaithfulness of man. Mercy, Brother Mitchell used to say, mercy is uh, not receiving what you should receive from God. Not getting from God what you should get. Not getting justice. Amen. Not being cut off. Amen. Not being cast away. Amen. Mercy. Mercy. What he's saying is, Father, what he's saying, Jesus, our son of David, I deserve to sit here and die. I deserve to be blind the rest of my life. I'm the son of Timaeus. The son of the Barta means son of. That's what Bar means. Son of Tamea. I'm the son of a sinner. I'm a sinner. And I deserve to be a sinner. But would you have mercy on me? Hallelujah. Would you withhold your judgment? Will you withhold your wrath? Will you withhold your punishment? Hallelujah. Will you withhold your justice? Amen. Hallelujah. You're previous in mercy. You've got abundant mercy. And your mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. Why <laughs> beg for mercy tonight? Oh, I want to cross Bartimaeus, Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Oh, have mercy tonight. I don't care, amen. Oh, hear me. Am I thinking that I've been in church uh, 62 years of my life uh, and part of that's been going and doing? None of that means anything tonight. If he doesn't have mercy, I still need mercy tonight. I must have mercy. God withholding from me what I deserve. Have you cried for mercy? He cried and he appealed to his kindness. Amen. And Jesus, the Bible said the sun stood still. Or Jesus stood still, I'm sorry, verse 49. Jesus stood still. 
And somebody took that text and preached when the sun stood still. Amen. It stood still over the valley of Ajalon. And let Joshua defeat his enemies. The S-U-N. The sun stood still. Actually went backwards in the days of Hezekiah. But here the S-O-N stood still. Now get this picture. Jesus has done told his disciples four times. Four times in the gospel of Mark. I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm going to be scourged and crucified. Amen. And I'll rise again. He's told them that four times. They can't believe it. They can't receive it. They don't understand it. They fight against it. They resist it with everything that's in them. And he has set his face like a flint to go to Calvary. He'll never be through Jericho again. As a matter of fact, this is the last leg of his journey. He's headed towards Jerusalem and the crucifixion. And he's fulfilling the plan and the purpose of God. But though he's doing that, when that man cries, when that poor beggar cries, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Though his face is set like a flint to go to the cross, and though he's going the way that leads to Jerusalem, he stops in the plan and the purpose of God <laughs> and says, I got time for him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, I got time for him. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. I don't know what you think God's doing tonight, what his plan and purpose is, but I'll tell you what you'll do if you'll cry for mercy tonight. He'll stop whatever and come to where you are tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, man. Oh. And he, the Bible said, uh, and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And so that crowd said to him, Be of comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he casting away his garments, his garment came to Jesus. Amen. There's repentance and faith. Cast away his garment. The old tattered, dirty, filthy garment that he had that picked up all the filth as everybody walked by. Amen. And couldn't afford no better, couldn't do any better. Hallelujah. He said, I don't want to wear that no more. I'm through with that. That's repentance. But it's also faith. Because he said, I, I ain't going to have to wear it no more. <laughs> I'm going to get a different garment. I'm going to be able to put on a new... Anybody listening to the preacher tonight? Hallelujah. Brother Tonkin said it this way. I think he's right. Brother Tonkin said those beggars would usually put a garment down beside them. And uh, when people would come by, they would throw the money on that garment that laid beside them. Amen. Because if they just throwed it uh, by the highway side where they're begging, it would get in the dust, the dirt, roll here and yon. He couldn't find it. But if they all throwed it right there on that garment, then he'd just gather up that garment, take it home, and he'd have it with him. But he laid aside that garment because he said, I ain't going to have to be begging no more. Amen. I'm not going to have to have this life no more. That's faith. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Amen. This is done and through with. Oh, my. 
Hallelujah. For he's called. <laughs> so the hearts preach, so he's called for me now. Yeah. Amen. And he laid aside his garment. And when he got to Jesus, Jesus said, What will that I should do unto thee? He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He, Jesus knew what he needed and what he wanted, but he wanted him to tell it. And he knows what you need and want tonight, but he wants you to tell it. He wants you to confess it. He wants you to ask him. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Oh, my. And Jesus said, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And the Bible said, Immediately he received Jesus. He received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Jesus said, Go your way. He said, No, since you give me your sight, I'm going to go your way. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, Luke recorded it this way. Luke's gospel said that uh, he followed Jesus in the way, glorifying him. Amen. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, you fellas over on the side there. Hey, the rest of you crowd. You know what just happened back under? <laughs> I've been blind all my life. Hallelujah. But I cried out for mercy and he healed my blindness. I want to say glory. I want to say hallelujah. I want to say praise the Lord. Thank God. I say bless his name. He's glorifying God. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh my. Oh my. What about it tonight? Would you say Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me and receive your spiritual sight tonight. Amen.